teenager uh, thinking about faith and thinking about that quite arrogantly um, my faith was the right faith and you cannot come to the Father uh, except through Jesus. So I saw it from a faith point of view. Uh, later on, I saw it as a, actually, no, Jesus dying on the cross is bridging that gap to look through the son's eyes, through Jesus' eyes and what he did. Um, but a third way that I'm now looking at it is, if I see, do I see clearly through the eyes of Jesus? What's my perspective of the Father? If I look at the do for a number of years, I would be really disappointed and the Father has shown me that actually if I look through the Son, Jesus, I will see him as he really is. Next, next slide, please. Um, which led me on to this slide, Matthew 6, 22 to 23, the lamp of the body. The lamp of the body is the eye, and therefore if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body would be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So what's this about? Is this about religion? Performance? Is this about sin? If our eye is single, it's talking about if we're looking and seeing clearly, then our whole body will be flooded with light. If it's dark in a room, or you're going to a a lowly lit room, We don't say, can you turn down the darkness? We say, can you turn up the lights or put more lights on to get rid of the darkness? If we're focusing on that as, and and there is reference a bit further on, the next verse talking about um, we can't serve God and mammon. We need to just serve God. But if we look at that scripture as a, well, there's sin in my life, there's darkness in my life, what will our focus become? What do we think our focus will become? Any ideas? We'll focus on the darkness. If we think, oh, I've missed it again, we'll look at, oh, well, I'm trying to be a good Christian. I'm I'm doing the right things. I'm going to church. I'm reading my Bible, but I've stuffed up. If I then start focusing on the the stuff-ups, the mess-ups, that's then going to become my focus. God's saying, actually, look at your life through the lens of my son. Keep searching for the light. The more you turn up the light, the darkness will hide. And with that in mind, I'm just thinking about when life gets hard and we try and fix our own problems. We should be searching out for God in the good times and in the bad times. It's easy to worship God when everything is going well, but it's a lot harder when we're feeling oppressed on every side. But that's the time when we need to search him. Or search for him. I remember being on Alpha um, back in September and um, talked in the word about renewing our mind through the washing of the word. And um, somebody said on Alpha, oh, is, is it just mind over matter? And God clearly said to me, no, it's not mind over matter, but it is a matter of your mind. It's how you think. What is your thought when a situation arises? Where do we go? Do we look at the problem or do we look at the answer? Um, In the Sermon on the Mount, uh, famous passage, Jesus keeps saying, you've heard it said, and then he'll give an example of something. And then he says, but I say, when we see life's problems, 
Do we look at what the world says? Do we look at what media says? Do we look at what our past says? Or do we go to the word and find out what God says about it? Tuesday morning this week, it's funny how you have to live through stuff that you're going to talk about. Because otherwise, how can you talk about it? So Tuesday morning, I got a phone call from work. For those of you who don't know, I do supply teaching. And um, sometimes I get a phone call first thing in the morning. Can you go to this school in so-and-so? So Tuesday morning, 10 past 7, I got a phone call. Can you go to Peterborough? Um, at that point, I hadn't yet had a shower. So 10 past 7, trying to get to a school by half past 8 in Peterborough. Rush hour traffic. Still needed a shower. Um, you can see me doing the calculations in my head. Am I going to get there on time? Uh, anyway, I got in the car, and I thought, right, Peterborough, I know exactly where I'm going. I don't need to look at SatNav. Been to the school before, know exactly where it is. And I know Peterborough like the back of my hand because I lived there for probably the first 20-odd years of my life. So I'm driving down the A1, and while I'm driving down the A1, I was thinking about this morning and my message and what I was going to say. Um, and then out the corner of my eye I saw the A47 slip road going off and that's the turning I should have took to go to North Peterborough so I'm then going great it's already I think it was around 8 o'clock at that point and I'm thinking right I've missed my turning what am I going to do so in my looking to myself right okay if I take the next turning uh, for those of you who don't know Peterborough apologies if I take the next turning, I'll Walton. That will kind of get me into the middle of Peterborough, but that's going to be a nightmare. If I go to the south of Peterborough, I can get on the, what they call parkways, which are, to you and me, that's dual carriageways. If I get there, that's faster roads. I'll manage to get there on time. And processing again this morning, and uh, Holy Spirit said to me, are you going to ask me what I think? Okay. Which route should I take? Definitely the different route than what I'd decided to take. So I took the old Walton turn-off. Literally, as I came off the slip road, cars bumper to bumper. And I'm thinking, great. Really, Holy Spirit? Is this, is this another test? What's going on here? Um, I also know that that route goes down a single-track road with a 30 zone past a primary school and a secondary school. We're talking now 10 past quarter past eight. You then take another dual carriageway up to a roundabout, which, if you if you know, it's called Thomas Cook Roundabout, and that is always bumper to bumper chocker. And it's like, I'm not going to get to school on time. And then I thought, well, even if I'm cutting it fine, does it really matter? So anyway, once I'd got off this slip road, bumper to bumper, I then went past a place called Lynch Woods, which is a business park, and that's chocker in the morning as well. There was like three cars at the roundabout in front, blitzed through that, went down past the secondary school and the primary school. All the traffic lights were green. There were no cars stopped. Managed to get to the Thomas Cook roundabout, sailed right the way around it, a couple of junctions after, and I'm then at the school where I needed to be at by about 20 past eight. And it was like, well, God just said, you need to listen to me. Yeah, sometimes it's not that easy, is it? In Proverbs 14:12, it says, there's a way that appears right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Also in Proverbs, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Not all all your ways, not some of your ways, not when it's all going hunky-dory, but when it's tough. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Recently, I haven't, I haven't asked Rachel if I can share this. I'm sure she won't mind. She's now worried. So recently, as a family, um, or as, as the adults in the family, it's been quite tough. And Rachel and I got to a point where everything seemed like it was a problem. And uh, I chatted with a, a good friend of mine, a pastor in India. And he said, I'll, I'll pray for you this Thursday. I'll pray and fast for you and your family. Uh, Jenny, that's Prabhaka. And um, so I said to Rachel, well, Prabhaka's going to fast and pray for us, so perhaps it would be a good idea if we fasted and prayed as well. Um, and I also asked Jonas if he'd pray and fast, and, and we agreed to together. The day before our prayer and fast, um, Prabhaka gave us a scripture, and that then led on to a further scripture in the Old Testament, which we focused on during our time of prayer and fasting. And nothing actually changed in the physical or in the natural. But that evening, Rachel and I decided that we were going to pray together, and Rachel had the great idea, as our wives often do, to celebrate the ladies there. They're so wise, aren't they? Us men just like, got to fix it, got to fix it. And then our wives come and say, hey, wait a minute. So anyway, we decided to go up to Belmont Tower and pray. And I don't, has anyone not been to Belmont Tower? Guys, you need to get to Belmont Tower. It is an amazing place. Okay, it's just behind Belton House. It's up on the hill. It's relatively quiet. You might see a few dog walkers, but you get a lovely view back across parts of Grantham. And in the natural, nothing else has changed. We didn't twist God's arm by fasting, but we chose to put God first. And our perspective changed about the situation. Now, a couple of miracles have happened since. I'm not going to share those at the moment, probably another time. But our perspective on the situation changed. And we looked at all the positives and where God's hand was in each one of our things that we, in the natural, found hard. Just another quick story, uh, story of Lazarus. I'll let you read this at home um, because it is quite a long long section of scripture, 44 verses. So go away and check this at home. So we have the account of the death of Lazarus and we have Mary and Martha. And in Luke's gospel, we have Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus and Martha fretting, saying, Lord, aren't you worried? You know, I've got all these preparations to go. Tell Tell my sister to help me. And he's saying, Mary has chosen a better thing. At the death of Lazarus, it's quite different. Um, Martha was the one that approaches Jesus first and says, if you'd have been here two days earlier, or four days, I think it's four days earlier, my brother would still be alive. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Your brother isn't dead. And she says, okay, let your will be done. And Mary's response was similar. If you'd have been here earlier, my brother would be alive. But then she started weeping and was sad and grieved. And interestingly, Mary was the one that sat at Jesus' feet. And sometimes we can, hear me right, play church and do all the right things. But do we actually really know who Jesus is in our lives? 
I've put there, Jesus wept, shortest well-known verse in the Bible. I've heard lots of commentators say before that it was because of his love towards Lazarus, his friend who had died. I personally don't agree with that at all. I believe, and read this for yourselves, I believe it was that they didn't see. It said the Jews around him wept as well. They didn't see who Jesus really was. They didn't see that he could raise Lazarus from the dead. He was grieving for their unbelief, and he grieves for our unbelief this morning. Often we go through life, you know, things happen. I'm not disputing that we have trials and tribulations. We all have mountains to face. But how do we look at the mountain? God doesn't always take the mountain away. Sometimes he says we need to walk this together. Have we got the clips of the mountain, please? Uh, I was thinking about this. Uh, Can anyone tell me what mountain that is? Which one? Oh, I like that. Brilliant. All of them. Everest. Uh, Steve asked which one because Steve thought they were all different mountains, I presume. Yep. Could be. Okay, there could be very different mountains. Okay, but they're actually the same one from a different viewpoint. I want you to think about a place that you love in the world. Has everyone got a place? Favorite beach? Favorite... um, you know, park, favourite, landmark. Has everyone got one? Put your hand up if you have got one. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hand up if you got one, Pete. <laughs> Excellent. If you was to Google that in Google Images, do you think the image that you see would be the same image that's in your head now? You don't. I think it possibly would. Try it and see. Because when I typed in... Uh, I, was, I wasn't going to use Mount Everest. I was going to use a different landmark. And, and when I did use that, the image came up that I thought I would see. There were lots of similar images of the same viewpoint. But there are a couple from a different viewpoint. And I think the reason for that is that people see the beauty at a certain perspective. We spend too much of our time trying to get Mount Everest on a different route, the harder route. Why not travel up the mountain the same way that Jesus has gone before instead of finding it tough and tricky? It is, but if we go up his route the way that he's walked, it will be much easier. And the, the picture right at the bottom is obviously right at the top. And when we get to the top of the mountain, you know the view is absolutely amazing. Sometimes better than the view going up or the view from afar off. So what's your perspective this morning? If you think about Peter walking on the water with the storms, Jesus said, continue to look at me. Don't look at the waves. What happened when he looked at the waves? As we know, he sank. I know for some of us, this might be a hard message. For some of us, it might be okay. I think for some of us, we can live our lives thinking, um, but you don't know my story or what I've been through. With all due respect, and I'm not being mean, you don't know what I've been through. And if we all shared our pasts and our histories, where would that get us? We'd only be as good as the person that's had the least traumatic experience in the room. Okay? So let's celebrate who we are in Christ and move on from that. 
So how do we change our perspective? I don't think I'll put this on my next slide, but join a connect group. I am going to plug join a connect group. Do Alpha. My cousin is 50, 56, and I chatted to her a couple of weeks ago, and um, I said, what are you doing tonight? She said, I'm going to Alpha. And I went, Grace, you've been a Christian all your life. Why are you going to Alpha? He said, because I want to rethink and reconnect with God and find out why I believe what I actually believe. And I must admit, doing Alpha again here last September or the September before, we had some really tricky questions from some characters. And it really made me think, actually, why do I believe what I believe? But it was a really good way for me to search my heart, search my spirit and connect with God. Go on freedom in Christ. If you've got stuff that's just been your story since you were whatever age, God wants to write a different story and he has written a different story. It's how you perceive it. Are you going to let that thing that robbed you of your childhood or your teenage years rob the rest of your years? Or are you going to start living in the light of what Christ has done for you? I'm not being mean. I would be mean if I just patted you on the back and said, there, there, let me pray for you. It will be okay. I want you actually to change. He wants you to change. He's grieving like he grieved when Mary and Martha were weeping over Lazarus. Uh, Just going back to Connect Group. Uh, There's social connections as well. And I admit we need to publicize that more. And apologies for those guys that are doing a great job. The best connect group, or one of the best connect groups that Rachel and I went to were not, was not, sorry, a connect group with everyone our own age. We did that. It was like all young couples, you all go together, and I'm not knocking it. Young couples go together, but none of them had had children. They couldn't, t- they couldn't give us advice on parenting. Uh, I, don't th- I think we were the first in our age group to actually get married. None of them could give, ad- give us advice on how to work through those first early years of marriage, which can be really tough. (laughs) Our best connect group was a multi-generational connect group. We had grandparents there. We had parents there. We had single people there. We had students, and we just shared life. How did you respond when your child did this? How, How did you get through sleepless nights? You know, people come to us and say, how did you manage uh, five children? Uh, I think we had three preschoolers at once. Three preschoolers. And you do. You have to get through it. So join a connect group. Do Alpha. uh, Freedom in Christ. Start networking. Uh, Okay, last slide, please. Changing your perspective. Therefore, do not lose hearts, even though our outward man is perishing yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight in glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I know it's really hard sometimes when we caught, we're caught up with emotions, with our families, to see this as it. This isn't it. The Bible talks about your life being a whisper in eternity. We're building up for eternity where moth and rust won't destroy. 
How's your perspective this morning? Okay, young people, did anyone do a dot to dot? Can you come out the front, please? Come on, quick, 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 quick. Did anyone do a dot to dot? What did we discover? So these guys looked at the problem of a blank sheet of paper, and then they had a slight glimpse of what potentially could be there. They've all done, all these children have done a dot to dot. Do we easily just turn away or do we press in to find out what the reality really is? Okay, uh, Joel, can you just hold up your elephant? Joel, did that look like an elephant at the start? <coughs> sort of. Uh, how, what did you discover when you realised it was an elephant? So whether, was there a part before it was finished that you realised it was an elephant? It had these really big ears and a tusk. Okay, big ears and a tusk. What else have we got? Let me come down. Ooh, I, I thought that was going to be an anchor. Did, did you know it was going to be an anchor? No. When did you discover it was an anchor? What did you need to see? The points. The points on the hooks at the end. Well done. Yeah. What else have we got? So we've got an anchor, we've got an elephant. What did you get, sir? donkey. A donkey. When did you know it was a donkey? I thought it was a horse first, but then I saw the ears. Okay, he thought it was a horse and then he saw the ears. Sometimes we think about things, I've seen this before, but then actually it changes when we look in the light of God and who he is. What else have we got? Oh, we got, what's this, Jasmine? It's a palm tree in a, in a, and a boat. So a palm tree and a boat. When did you know it was a palm tree and a boat or did you think it was just one item? I figured out it was a palm tree when I was like doing this because it was like quite spiky and I realised it was a boat when I'd finished the palm tree. Okay, so she realised it was a boat when she'd actually finished the palm tree. Anything else? Donkeys, boats, palm trees. Awesome. Oh, what's this? Ooh. <coughs> it's a scooter. When did you realise it was a scooter? Well, first I saw it was a bike and then when I joined these... What was that, Antosh? It's a bike. Good boy, it's a bike. Okay, well done, boys and girls. You can stay there for a minute if you want to. Okay? So sometimes on face value, it appears like it's something, but then actually it's something else. Okay? Just quickly, put your hand up if you've ever broken down in your car. Have a look around the room. Okay? Keep your hand up if you've broken down more than once, more than twice more than three times so either a flat tire or your car won't start okay hands down put your hand up if you think it will ever happen again in your lifetime okay so what is the point what is the point in allowing that thing to stress you out to ask where's god well if you loved me i wouldn't have broken down you know or you get hit by a car takes out your wing mirror or something oh well if you loved me i wouldn't have had an accident no if the person who was driving the other car or you were looking where you were going or they were going you wouldn't have had the accident i think sometimes we need to just my final point sometimes we need to look above the situation in everyday life and say actually this is life but i'm going to trust you despite of what's happening okay uh, young people, does anyone want to pray as we 
go into our final song. Anyone want to pray? Tiwa? Okay. Good boy, Tiwa. Jesus, I pray we have a wonderful day. Lord Jesus, I pray we have a wonderful day. I pray we all get together, have a fantastic relationships, and grow well feeling strong. Amen. My prayer is that you leave here this morning with a different perspective. One of the best ways to get a new perspective is to spend time with Jesus. Spend time with him. Not coming to, hear me right, not just coming to church, not just going to your connect group. He wants one-on-one time with you. Yesterday we did housework in our house and I was dusting all the books on the bookcase. And I've heard a pastor once say before, all those books are amazing. Why are we reading books, loads of books, about this book, but we're not reading this book? Why are we getting someone else's perspective on what this says? And hear me right, some of them are brilliant, when actually Holy Spirit says, I want to give you my perspective on what this book says. I can see loads of book-burning sessions now, no, I'm joking. (laughs) Father, I pray this morning that you'll open eyes. You'll open eyes that people can see differently that they can see you in the light of eternity. They can see their lives in the light of what you have done. Father, start with me. In Jesus' name, amen.